Happy Wellness Wednesday, ladies, and welcome to season two of Woman Warrior Wellness, the podcast. Ah, season two. <laughs> so excited. I'm really excited because today I have a special guest for you. Her name is Tiffany Rios, a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. Together, we discuss current diet fads, social media's impact on nutrition, and her personal journey in wellness. So relax, take notes, and enjoy Season 2, Episode 1, Nosh Like a Woman Warrior. Hello, this is Woman Warrior Wellness, the podcast, and I'm your host, Mecca Muhammad. Certified Personal Trainer and Certified Nutrition Coach. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to enlighten and encourage women everywhere to connect with their inner warrior and be well from the inside out. Well, hello there, Tiff. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. It's a great Monday morning. The sun is shining. It sure is. It sure is. All good is. things. All good things. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Listen, I'm so excited that you're on here. I know it's been a couple of months. I've been playing, you know, what's it, uh, footsies or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Better late than ever because I know you're coming on here to deliver and drop some great gems. For the listeners out here, I'm really appreciated and you being here today. Um, we're just going to go right into it. So for everyone listening, please go ahead and introduce yourself. What is it that you do, Tiff? What is it that you're here for? So my name is Tiffany, as mentioned, and um, I've been a registered dietitian uh, for 13 years. And I worked mainly in hospitals and outpatient clinics, and I've done a lot of different types of counseling with nutrition. Uh, but in the last six years, I specialized in diabetes and weight management specifically, um, and I really love, I love that. So that's what I do. Um, what was the latter part of the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? So I, that's, that right there is perfect. So you know, in this, in this podcast, we talk all things wellness. So you're a registered dietitian. I'm like a nutrition coach. Now nutrition coaches, and I've said this on an episode um, way back, you know, we only have so far to go with what we can do. And that's really why I wanted you on here because I mean, there's so much to be said about someone who, who's actually in it. You know, you went to yeah. school for it. You're, you're not just certified. You know, you have the credentials to back you up. And, um, you know, I enjoy um, having, you know, very light to moderate uh, conversation about nutrition with clients that I train. But, you know, it, it only goes so far with that. So with you being a registered dietitian, you have much more to offer. Um, tell me, why should someone see a registered dietitian? That's a really good question. Um, and to your point, I think, you know, anyone who studies nutrition they, they do learn a lot about it and we, you know, everybody eats. So we all have a common <laughs> ground, right? Right. Um, of, 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 you know, food and, and our nourishment. And so I think everyone has uh, something valuable to share there. Um, I went to school, uh, with, are you saying the difference between a registered dietitian and a nutritionist? Yeah. More just like, you know, Hey, like you're, you know, you're, you're doing this, you're a registered dietitian. What mm -hmm. made you kind of go all the way with it? And you know, how, how can you be of service to someone who's not sure of the difference? 
Yeah. So, well, the, I think the, the big difference is that, um, you have to pass like a state exam. It's, you know, you have to have a bachelor's in nutrition, sort of like the red tape. Um, I don't know necessarily what the programs are or the certification programs there are for nutritionists, what they entail. But I know with a dietitian, you have to be able to treat uh, patients that are critically ill. So you have to be able to know how to calculate uh, nutrients for a tube feeding. And you have to be able to know if someone has renal failure, what kinds of foods they need to avoid and what kinds of foods they need to eat more of. And um, specifically with diabetes, it's, you know, what foods to improve their blood sugar, if they have hypoglycemia, what foods to increase their blood sugar. So um, there are all these nuances with nutrition, um, specifically related to disease states or, you know, certain age in your life. So I think it's, you know, a dietitian has more clinical knowledge in that sense, but right, certainly, right. like I said, we all eat, so we all can contribute to the knowledge, um, around nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's such great information, Tiff, because I mean, when I first went in, I, I, you know, I told you this before I went into the, um, NASM program for just the personal training. And then I figured, you know what, I'll go ahead and I'll learn a little more about nutrition as best I can. But the thing about it is, I mean, you, you know, you learn only so much. And so I make that very clear when I'm with a client, like, Hey, I can get you kind of started. You know, we can work around a few things, but I don't meal prep. I don't give them, you know, too much information or what to take. I don't certainly don't prescribe anything. Um, okay. I'm more or less like, Hey, this is the fundamentals. And then I would actually refer them to kind of like, Hey, you know, see a nutritionist for this or see a dietitian for this or that, you know, and, and that's, mm-hmm. what's really good about the, to know the difference for our listeners to know the difference. Usually I get on here. I kind of preface it with that. Hey, I'm a nutrition coach, not a, you know, registered dietitian. And it's certainly not to knock my craft down, but you know, my emphasis is placed on the physical fitness and we all have a strong point some in some way. And I love what you do. I absolutely love it. There's no one, I guess you can agree with me when I say there's no one exempt from seeing a registered dietitian. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. And there are all types of registered dietitians that have different philosophies. Um, mine is more, I really love functional medicine. I love um, just really collaborating with the patient to create something. I'm not a fan of you know, telling people what to do or giving rigid guidelines. I think, you know, collaboration and really respect for that person is, is paramount to me. So, um, yeah. So I think seeing a dietitian, there's certainly no harm that can come from it. Um, most of the time, unless you see someone who doesn't have the same belief system as you. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it can be really helpful. And I think also with a nutrition coach, you know, um, there are some people that that's, that's what they need that that works for them. And maybe they don't need to further go on to see a dietitian for something. But, you know, in both cases, it can be really helpful just to get some some information on, on how to progress with your uh, lifestyle and your your diet choices. Absolutely. You know what I like that you just said? Collaboration. Like mm-hmm. like that right there is like that's it right there. You know, you saying the word collaboration and for those listening, um, understand that that's exactly what we strive for as fitness professionals, healthcare professionals, collaboration, opening up, being the listener. You know, we don't want to drill into one's head how they should behave, act, think, feel, work out this, that, and the third. And I always say, Tiff, everybody's body's different. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? So true. It is so true. Mm -hmm. Yes. So like when I think about that, I'm like, 
You know what? I love that you said that because there are some people, unfortunately, that don't necessarily feel that same way. They kind of say, hey, you know what? You're just another account number. You're just another. And that's why I'm happy you're on here because you, you also see the beauty and the value of collaboration with you, between you and the client, between you and the patient, and how they may have, you know, certain goals that may not align the way you would give them, but surely you can come to some sort of agreement to, you know, um, in, in lieu of collaboration and say, hey, listen, you know what, I, I hear you, but let me give you this look and we'll kind of go from there and we'll, we'll meet in the middle, meet in yeah. the middle, you know? And I think it's really respectful of everyone's journey and understanding that, you know, everyone's on a different path. Everyone is very unique and what works for me might not work for someone else. Um, you right. know, there's some one person macro counting would be really good, but maybe another person who has an eating disorder background, that would be really destructive. So really opening up to listening and um, meeting them where they're at to help them, you know, progress forward in a way that feels good for them is important. Yeah. Um, and speaking of journey, I didn't answer your question before where you were, you were asking, you know, what made me choose to become an RD. So my journey was, um, I, you know, I started running in high school. I was a, sort of a late bloomer. I really didn't do any sports until high school. And I um, found running to be something that was easy to start with, because if you don't do sports until high school, it's hard to start with, uh, you know, softball or field hockey, all those things that require yeah. a little bit more skills. So running was something that anybody could do. You know, you just, you started and, and you went. Um, and I really, I fell in love with it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I always sort of had a, a self-consciousness about me, about my body and my weight. And um, that sort of fed into the running. And uh, I, I wanted to look better. And I think that was the major driving force for learning about nutrition. And right. so in college, um, when I went to college, I um, started taking some courses and I really loved learning about things because I grew up in a Puerto Rican and Cuban household where, you know, most of the meals that we cooked were delicious, mm, but they yes. were really, <laughs> really centered <laughs> around like fried foods, carbs, meats, and fats. And I didn't really understand how that was affecting my body at all. Um, so when I started learning in these nutrition classes and implementing the things I was learning, I, I naturally, like most people gain 15 pounds when they go to college and I was, I was losing weight. Um, without trying that hard, um, just, you know, by eating more vegetables, I was, you know, not eating much um, outside of my meals. And so um, I was, I was learning how what you do can really impact, like how you feed yourself can really impact how you feel about yourself. And it also impacts right. your the rest of your day and, and all of your other interactions. So I was starting to notice that um, common thread with, you know, your food intake and your relationships and your, you know, your energy level and all these other things. Um, right. And so that was my, my, my sort of focus in the beginning, but um, sort of going into my junior year, I had a really tragic event happen where my father passed away um, mm -hmm. uh, shortly after I turned 21. And I was a business major still at the time, but I pivoted and I, and I really decided to <clears throat> become a nutrition major for a different reason. Um, okay. So I decided that I just, I sort of felt this responsibility to, um, to help people prevent things like that from happening. And it really connected for me that how you nourish your body 
is not just about you. It's also about how you show up in the world for other people. And also, you know, it impacts all of the other people that you interact with. Um, you know, cause if you're not eating well and you're not well and, you know, you pass early or, you know, you, um, it impacts how your, your energy levels and, and how you're showing up that that's going to affect generations to come. So right. I think, um, I sort of wanted to be a part of the change in my own family and myself first. Uh, and that was really what pivoted my why for nutrition and, and sort of broadened it. Yes. Yes. And, and you know what? I, I love that journey. I love that story because, um, you know, I'll tell you what, hearing you out right now. And I, I mean, we've spoke a couple of times, you know, we were you know trying to prep for this before and I, I didn't know all that. And it's so interesting to, to assume actually. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's really me like to assume that we just kind of go in and say, Hey, I'm just going to do this today. I'm going to become an RD today. Like, no, mm-hmm. you were actually doing something completely different. And you said, you know what? No, there was a series of unfortunate events and I'm so sorry for your loss. And then you had, but it helped you realize, of course, and you had helped you realize like, you know what? No, I want to be the change. I want, I want to, even in some, some sort of way, I want to impact. And you talking about collaboration kind of reminds me talking about community. You, you realize, you know, the responsibility that you, that you say that you felt, you know, you felt this um, obligation to say, no, I'm going to do something about it. And, and all the words, I, all the verbiage I was hearing you just now, like, you know, showing up and, and how this pivoted your why. Like, I, I, listen, I am here for that because that journey is very similar to mine and I'm sure others can relate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thankful for that real journey experience, that real reason as to what made you, you know, kind of change course. You weren't ready to do, this wasn't what you were going to do. And, you know, things that happened in your life and beyond. And, you know, you, 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 so to speak, you know, you woke up a little and you saw this, that, and the third, and now you're realizing like, no, I, I want to, I want to do something to help others. And I love that. I do. I like, thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause a lot of people we do, we go to school and we're unsure. I was a business major too. You're unsure. You're like, ah, whatever. and then you realize that like, you can actually impact community somehow like however mm-hmm. way it is so you yeah. doing this is is wonderful keep showing up yourself because that's awesome and thank you for sharing that journey listen I um I, on the subject of this like you know everyone who can you know have some longevity in their life uh, by eating right and doing and being well the best that they can is certainly something I like to preach upon too, but you know, sometimes things become too extreme, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I I don't have too much information to maybe to to validate this and back this up, but what are your viewpoints on our um, diet culture here in the States? Now I know there are other listeners out here from different countries, but could kind of do a little compare and contrast. Most of the people listening, they are certainly here in the States, what would you say of um, Western diet culture? Do you, do you think we are a little too extreme? You know, I think that especially with the advent of Instagram and all the social media platforms that we become um, really attached to the outcomes um, versus just the commitment to yourself. And so I think that, you know, what, what it really boils, boils down to is intention and um, if your intention is coming from a place of self-love, self-respect, um, bigger meaning, a deeper why where, you know, 
you're wanting to be there for your children, to be a positive role model in the community. Like all of these things are very intrinsic motivators. And um, certainly, you know, weight loss and wanting to look great and feel good. There's nothing wrong with that. Those are sort of the dangling carrots that get people to pay attention to nutrition. But I think once you have a deeper meaning and you see how you transform as a human being um, by treating your body well, that becomes more intrinsic. And, you know, extrinsic can can feel good at first, but ultimately can become toxic. So I think, you know, Instagram, you see all these these Insta famous models and they're all like, you know, eating an apple or whatever. And uh, they look so great and everybody, everybody wants to do what they're doing. What's their fitness program. So when you're so attached to that, like outcome and trust me, I've been there sometimes still fall into it. Um, Same. You know, it's like <laughs> when I noticed for myself and someone told me this, like when you are more attached than you are just committed, like stay committed, but let go of the attachment to the result. And that really transformed me. And I think that is a really good mindset that we should try to adopt because, you know, the extrinsic motivators, those are more based on fear. So that's like fear of, you know, fear of being judged, fear of not liking your body, fear of, um, you know, feeling less than, or, you know, or some kind of reward. So, oh, wow, you reached your weight goal and now you look great. And you, you know, take a photo and get a bunch of likes. But deep mm-hmm. down, I think deep down, um, I've been, you know, 10 pounds lighter. I've been like, you know, I've been healthy weight, unhealthy weight, all these things. And ultimately, you won't get too much satisfaction from the external unless you're good with the internal. So I think you have to have a strong sense of self and an understanding of why you're on this journey to begin with. Yes, that is uh, so well put. Um, I, I agree with you, especially on when you said about intention. Like, if you if you shift the intention, like when I when I have a client and I'm about to assess them for the first time, I'm almost like a, <laughs> I'm almost like a doctor with it. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to relax because I'm just a personal trainer, guys. <laughs> I, I really get into it. I do. I'm very thorough. I'm like listen, you know, you, you'll get people that say to you, you know, I want my, um, just, just examples, you know, I want abs or I want, um, uh, I want a larger butt or, you know, things like that. And, and I'm like, sure thing. But when you shift the intention, when you say, you know what, but I, I want abs, I want to build a strong core so that I can X, Y, and Z. I want to improve strength and stability in my glute region because I'm, you know, lacking in the, in the legs and there's like, like, you know, know what you're, what's overactive, what's underactive. That kind of helps shift your thought, you know, and that's where like, kind of like, here I go, I'm such a psych nut, but like when the psyche's involved, right? Like, yeah, like all the things that I'm feeling inside, like, if I just say based on like who, you know, Karen and, 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 and Jamie's doing over there, it's not going to help me. I'm, 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 I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong field. I I mean, my intentions are just not right. They're not there. And something that you said about social media, I really do want to take a quick second on that because you're right. I, I use it. I'm on there. I mean, I use it, but there's gotta be a balance. And that's why I I do. I get a little nervous because I see other people and they're, and they're doing different work. And so everybody's body's different. So how can, Mm -hmm. how can it be a one size fits all in the, in the world of physical fitness and the world of nutrition? Surely there has to be some sort of, you know, difference from one person to the next. And that's when things become extreme because 
what you see, you know, behind that screen of, of somebody else that you don't even know what they're going through, you know? So exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, don't... I've been, I've been on both sides of the coin. I mean, I think like I've been um, to thin enough to the point where I felt like I look, I liked what I saw in the mirror, but on the inside I felt empty and, and certainly you can feel good about yourself on the outside and the inside. And I think that's the goal. So, you know, um, the biggest thing is really respect for yourself and for your own unique journey. And so, you know, instead of saying, cause you know, the conversation you have with yourself is really the most important thing. If you look at someone and you see how they look and you want to, you know, have arm muscles like them or, you know, glute muscles <laughs> like them or whatever, those yes. things aren't necessarily bad. It's, it's when you take that and feel, and you, you put yourself down and say, oh, I'm not good enough. I want to be like that. And I think the diet industry really plays on those insecurities. Whereas mm-hmm. the conversation could be more with yourself. It could be more like, you know, I really love myself. I accept my body as it is. And I also really love self-improvement and there's no final destination. You know, this is a journey I'm always going to be on. There's not, there's no rush and I can do it at the speed I want to. Um, But yeah, I'm going to use this as a learning opportunity. Maybe I can ask this girl, what did she do and learn more. Um, But I think key is not putting yourself down and really respect. Everything should come from a place of love and respect for yourself, which is not always easy to do, you know? Right. Um, In this next segment, Tiffany sheds some light on what's trending in the world of Western diet culture. She also shares a few resources for those looking to kickstart their journey in nutrition. Stay tuned and enjoy. All right. Hello. All right. <laughs> hey. Sorry for that interruption. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, I, I needed that interruption because I'll tell you why. I, like, you're such a breath of fresh air. Oh, like, thank you. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, of, I'm just, in that moment of quiet, I was just thinking back of all the things we're talking about right now. And, and it's just so good. It's such good information because you know, we, we, as people in the health and the fitness sector, you know, everyone thinks everything's sugar, butterfly, rainbows, you know, and it's not, there are some, you know, there are some things, there are some things that are unaddressed that people really don't realize, like social media, what we just talked about, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that, that could be, could be actually great, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it dials back into the mind, body, soul. So one parts, you know, all right, the other part might be unwell, and then we have to get to a full balance. And it's a, and I love that you said it, there's no final destination. Boy, I'm over here writing the things down you said because I love, <laughs> I love it, I love it. Um, but so, ladies, listening, um, you know, we just took a quick break, but Tiffany's here. She's a registered dietitian, local in the area. Um, so grateful that she's on here. We're just going to keep it going. A couple more things to talk about. Um, since we're talking so much on nutrition, obviously, um, what would you say, is there any diet in particular, like anything that's trending, so to speak, anything in the world of nutrition that's trending and, and, and what are your thoughts on it? I, I know about keto. I've been kind of hearing that the keto diet, I, like I said, I don't make recommendations. So what would mm-hmm. be your thoughts on that or whatever's trending right now? Every time I turn around, something's different. So 
Yeah. Well, you know, um, I would say that the top three are going to be the keto diet. Um, intermittent fasting has been um, pretty popular for a while. Yes. And uh, the vegan diet has also, you know, in light of uh, documentaries that, you know, a lot of people have taken to that diet as well. So those are probably the three most popular. Yeah. Now, um, keto, I just want to touch on real quickly, because um, there was a couple of people that I knew personally that uh, went on it. And it seemed like very little sacrifice. Uh, the meat, you know, you can eat the meat, you can eat the, but it just seemed, I don't know. I mean, there's different myths, there's different facts, there's different this and that with, with diets. Like when you're, when you're, when someone comes to you, Tiff, and they're like, Hey, I, you know, I want to get on this diet. I heard about it, the Mediterranean diet or whatever diets are out there in the world. Atkins, I'm looking Mm -hmm. at old school Atkins, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we'll even use this like keto. Like, how do you assess that? Like, like I wouldn't even, I'd be honest with you. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I mean, what do you, how do you carve into that so we can find a place where that, you know, is it, is it for everyone like that? Like um, keto, for instance. Yeah. I, I certainly don't think there's a one diet fits all. Um, okay. I wouldn't, I, per, I personally would not at this point in my life thrive on keto. Um, and you know, it, it athletes or, you know, someone with an eating, there's, there's just different situations. There's a lot of people that wouldn't thrive on keto. And then I have people that would thrive on keto. Um, I think the most important thing with the ketogenic diet is understanding it. You know, it was a diet that originated. um, It actually was found because it helped seizures. It cured seizures. So there are a lot of people who are on the ketogenic diet. Yeah. In order to prevent seizures. Um, So it's one of the therapeutics um, for seizures. Uh, But it's also, you know, was found that when your body taps into fat and starts mobilizing that for energy, it can decrease your appetite and it can regulate your blood sugar. And um, a lot of times the foods that they eat on the keto diet, one of the reasons it works is because those foods are more satiating and there's typically less processed food. So when you think about it, you know, crackers, chips, all of those things are not keto. Um, And so, you know, I think the most important thing is understanding why they're doing the keto diet um, how they feel about it, if they feel like it really resonates with their lifestyle. And then also if they are doing it to make sure that they're doing it in a way that's really helpful for their heart. So focusing on, uh, consuming healthier fats like avocados and olive oil and nuts. I um, love avocado. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, if they, if they like fatty fish, you know, eating fatty fish, um, things like that, you can even do keto. If you're vegan, there's a book called the, um, ketotarian that's, you know, helpful. So, you know, just making sure that if you're doing keto, it's not all butter and bacon that you're really like focusing on that because there's a healthy way to do every diet and there's an unhealthy way. Right. So, um, that's really, I think the important part of that, um, the intermittent fasting actually does have some, uh, benefits to it, but again, it's, you know, it's not for someone who has a really bad relationship with food, um, or has any kind of, um, just background of an eating disorder. It, it, not to say that they could never do it, but if it triggers some of those patterns, um, it can be harmful. Um, I've, I have done intermittent fasting and I do intermittent fasting now, but to a lighter degree, more like a, you know, 12 to 14 hour window. And when Mm -hmm. I first started, just the nature of my personality is very like competitive with myself. So I first started (laughs) trying to see like how far I could go. And I really just 
took it too far and, and it, it did negatively impact my health, even if it gave me those initial results that I wanted. Um, so I think, you know, really being in check with how your body's feeling on it is important. And, and that's one of the reasons, you know, consulting a nutrition professional is really helpful so that you can know if the symptoms you're feeling are putting you on the path to better health or if they're, you know, taking you down the wrong path. Right, right. Well, thank you for that. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm getting that's thematic about our entire conversation is how, in the end, there is uh, no one size fits all in quite a few things, you know, in quite a few facets mm-hmm. in, in, in wellness, you know, and that being uh, nutrition, just generally speaking, the diets. And even the physical fitness. I mean, you know, when you think about it, it, it this is the, this is exactly why I'm happy that you're on here because it, it it just lets our listeners and beyond know that hey, listen, it's good to go ahead and open up and consult with a professional because we don't know we don't know everything. You know what I mean? Like a, like look, right. at, look at the keto. I didn't even know where it was originally linked to. So it's nice to you know mm-hmm. all about learning and, and and being open and vulnerable to learn. I, mm-hmm. I I definitely appreciate you touching on those um you know couple of trending uh, nutrition moments there. <laughs> um, yeah and yeah so w- now. We have the, we have the myth, uh, uh, not myths, but we have like the different things that's going on with these diets. And you mentioned a book, the Ketotarian. Is there anything, speaking of books and resources, anything you're reading right now that you want to share that's maybe a, a, a good book or a podcast or, you know, anything that a certain app, like say maybe someone's just starting out and they want to change their world upside down on, on wellness. And they want to, of course, start on the, on the dietary aspect of it what what would you say like would you maybe an app or something that they could get started with aside from consulting you of course (laughs) yeah no um I think that uh there are definitely tools out there I personally really like Dr. Mark Hyman he's a functional medicine doctor but he also has a lot of really valuable information um on nutrition and I align with a lot of his beliefs so I think uh he has a lot of YouTube videos and things that people could watch um, if you're wanting to just gain more awareness about what you eat, I think that, you know, my fitness pal is a pretty popular, uh, app that's used and, you know, you can use it just to gain some clarity on maybe where you're taking in certain foods that aren't, uh, making you feel as great, or, you know, just taking a look at your overall picture. And a lot of times you can share that when you, um, have that information, you can share it with your nutrition professional and it's helpful for them. Right. Oh, that's perfect. Oh. Yeah. I like my fitness pal. I was using that too. in the, in like the very beginning, remember when it, the way it used to be, it was like kind of old school and it, like, it was great. And now you have like upgrades and all, which I appreciate. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily worth the upgrade, but I guess it could be because it's probably like more functions to it, but I haven't really upgraded. Do you by chance have the upgraded version or? Um, I have had the upgraded version and I, I, it was good for like, if you want to create a nutrition facts label or if you want to count, um, if you want to be able to create your own food item and put in the uh, specific amount of carbs and fat and protein and all that, that it has, then okay. that's, it's good for that. Um, and yeah, so it, it just depends on what your, what your needs are, but I would say the foundation is always going to be it, whatever diet it is, keto, vegan, um, intermittent fasting, the still, there's this foundation of whole foods and plants and really good sourced quality proteins. Like those are the things that are the foundation of pretty much all diets. And then there's some nuances here and there. Um, Right now I'm actually reading a book called Roar. Um, It's for athletes, but just anyone would gain a lot. It's really about female physiology for optimal performance. um, And, you know, learning about the ties between 
exercise and nutrition. Cause a lot of times I've struggled with unintentionally under eating and that can be harmful too for your hormones. And there's so much to learn about the female body and hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm also reading a book called give yourself more. It's by someone I went to college with actually her, uh, she's a, a registered dietitian. Her name's Georgie fear. And she ties a lot of the psychology and nutrition together, which is really helpful. I really like her books. So oh, she has good. a couple good books out. Yeah. Okay. And the, um, the, the one, uh, I just want to make sure I clarify, cause I'll go ahead and put this information in the, um, you know, in the notes, the show notes so that others can access it. You said, um, the doctor was Dr. Mark Hyman, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Mark Hyman. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of, if you follow him on Facebook, you can see he posts a lot of really good content. Um, and he has a lot of great books. Um, originally I, I read, uh, the blood sugar solution, Mm-hmm. And that's an excellent book for people with diabetes, but also just helpful for if you're looking for weight loss or just to have a healthy diet in general, because a lot of us don't realize, and myself included, I didn't realize uh, how much it's important to pay attention to your blood sugar levels because, and to regulate them because it impacts your energy levels, your inflammation markers, uh, really has an impact on a lot of different organ systems in your body when your blood sugar is high. And so um, learning what foods that to eat that will help it be balanced is really important. Yeah, absolutely. These were great resources. I wrote them down my darn self. I, Good. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Yeah. You're, listen, all the information you're, you're giving is, is greatly appreciated. Um, listen, we'll, we'll wrap it up, but if for anyone listening out here, um, is there any, uh, you know, since we put this on wellness Wednesday, um, is there any, you know, just one little tip, it could be nutrition related or, or whatever you'd like to share, uh, regarding that wellness trifecta, mind, body, soul, any advice you'd like to give to the listeners? Oh my goodness. I'm really bad at giving just one tip. <laughs> Listen, you can give tips for days. <laughs> I know. I have like, I love giving, I, and you know, I think we all know that eating more vegetables and proteins and all those things are important, but I'd say, um, drinking more water, all those things. But I think the most important thing would be to ask yourself the question before you do anything, uh, you know, ask yourself the question, if you truly and wholly loved yourself and respected yourself, how would you, uh, respond in this moment? Like, how would you eat in this moment? And would you skip that workout? And, you know, kind of really bringing it back to the present moment and thinking about your relationship with yourself. And, and um, I think asking that question just helps you become more aware of your habits, your behaviors, and can influence you to make better decisions. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna allow a pen to drop as a mic and pretend it's a mic. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> my my in this in this 30 40 some odd minutes you really gave a lot of information that was so so very valuable and so very appreciated i i can't thank you enough ladies this was tiffany rios registered dietitian wonderful 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 gem to have on this show i am so very thankful for you i want to thank you for being on here do you have any final any final words you'd like to say to anyone i mean you just you drop i appreciate i just i appreciate you and i hope that um that i can be of service that i can be a help maybe shine some light on something and you know brighten someone's day and give them hope that they can be healthy and they can live their dream their dreams and thrive and, you know, do all the things that they want to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. You, it's, huh. I can't, I can't thank you enough. It's, it's been wonderful. Listen, we'll Likewise. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Ladies, you've been listening to Mecca here at Woman Warrior Wellness. This is Tiffany Rios. We have some great, great content to give you. If you have, if you just tune in, rewind. So excited. Thank you so much for being on here, Tiff. I really and appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me, Mecca. It was a pleasure. All right. You got it. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. I just want to thank Tiffany Rios for taking part of this podcast. She is a wonderful woman with so much heart. For those who may have questions or comments, she was kind enough to provide her email. The email, along with other resources she mentioned in this episode today, can be found on this episode's show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Woman Warrior Wellness, the podcast. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review on iTunes.